Welcome to PR360, a weekly public relations podcast where we bring on the best and brightest minds in the PR industry. We discuss the important topics that you need to know. Tune in every Wednesday to find out. Hosted by Brett Dicer and in partnership with Global Results Communication. Find more information on globalresultspr.com. And welcome to a new episode of PR360. I'm your host, Brett Dicer. You can please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings and let us know how we're doing. But this week, I have Julie Hansberry with me, and she is a dynamic, internationally adept marketing leader with 20 years of experience in digital marketing, strategic planning, product marketing, communication, product management, and product development. She has done a wide range of different types of things to help drive successful campaigns or digital marketing transformation with B2B and B2C. But welcome to the show, Julie. Thanks, Brett. My first question, as all my guests is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? Oh, coffee. Lots and lots of coffee. <laughs> as I take my sip of coffee as well. I mean, it happens. It's, it's, the, it's the basically the drink of work, yeah. basically, is probably the best way of saying it. For sure. Yeah. Can... You give me a little bit more of a brief overview of your expertise. I gave a very concise overview, but can you give a little bit more to our audience? Sure, sure. So yeah, gosh, I can't believe I'm saying over 20 years, but yes, I've been in the tech world for over 20 years. I've worked for with companies and for companies like Motorola, Dow Jones, Reuters, now at EPAM, telecom, broadband, solar, software as a service. And what's been kind of cool is I've spent pretty much my whole career working globally, multinationally. So I've gotten to work with a number of different clients all over the world. Um, I get to work with people from all over the world. The diversity of, of what I've learned over time, cultural diversity, perspectives, technology, just the way different things are done in different markets. I It's kind of a little bit more, I guess, behind the scenes of what what the last 20 years have been uh, like. And I think the last, I'll say 10, have been like digital, 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 like acceleration digital. So much so that I actually went and, and got a third MBA in digital marketing because I felt like what I was doing, I needed to go and kind of hone up my school with my formal, right? So it's the world that we're in now. Which leads into my next question is, these past two years have kind of made a bigger demand, I think, in digital marketing. Have you, transformation, have you seen that type of demand like rise quite significantly in the past two years because of what the pandemic has kind of <laughs> given us, I guess, the best way of saying it? Yeah. The last two years have definitely, uh, I'll, say, I'll say exponentially accelerated the need for digital transformation. And I would say that was an, across many industries migrating, modernization of business processes to the cloud, pivoting customer experiences to a more e-commerce-led world, all that, and the creation of a zero-trust, secure cybersecurity operational backend. Organizations have been a kind of a looking and working quickly, and that's kind of where my company comes in, because they're always looking to work with a partner that has been doing this for a long time, trusted, who can help them transform, modernize, and into a cloud-based enterprise, basically. 
So that's a long way of saying yes to your original question. <laughs> and uh, I mean, to follow up on that, what has, or what are some things the companies have been lacking since we've accelerated this digital marketing transformation? Depends on which industry you're talking about. So for instance, retail has been in a world of talking about omni-channel where the store and the e-commerce are seamless as one. The, the true acceleration of truly coming into a true omni-channel experience is, is an example, right? So people are going to the store for a long time there was not even an option. So you needed to basically have that experience, but through your app or through your site. And you needed to not only the buying, but the, the trying and the returning experience. So that's an example. Banking. I mean, how many of us needed to make an appointment to go to our local branch to get in, right? Uh, banking and moving to a secure app infrastructure in the, in the fintech space, that was another accelerator. Some countries were faster than others prior to all this, but I think all of us had to pivot quickly into that world as a result of what happened in the last two years. Yeah. I mean, I heard about Omnichannel, what, five or six years ago, that was like the big thing. So does it seem like, let's just say in the retail space, have they finally figured out actual Omnichannel, not just this makeshift Omnichannel thing? I think some have, yes. A number of, of leading uh, brands have, yes. Some are still working on it, but can't really talk about who, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like, I guess Target seems to be a better one that's figured out omni-channel for the most part. I think they still have some things lacking, but Target, as an example, seems to be one of those that has somewhat figured it out. I can speak to that based on my previous life experience before joining EPAM because of uh, the role that I had prior to. And I would definitely say based on what they've done with RFID and item level tagging and the consolidation of their back end, yeah, for sure. But I mean, I can't speak as an expert, but as a consumer, as someone who has worked with Target in her former life before EPAM, I can definitely say they're definitely, they know what they're doing. Gotcha. And then what have, for you personally and professionally, or I should say more professionally, what has been some of your more successful campaigns throughout your years? That's a good question. I think some of the most successful campaigns are those that consider, you've probably heard the WIIFM, what's in it for me, right? It's the messaging, it's the value props, it's talking to your audience based on what's important to them, not selling to them. How can we help them solve their problems, building a relationship, building trust, don't sell, listen, share helpful hints, you know, um, that address their specific pain points, right? Because you're ultimately creating a digital relationship, you're adding value and building trust. I mean, that that's any successful campaign pretty much takes that into consideration. And I mean, I've seen a lot of like digital marketing focus on podcasting video. Do you kind of see that happening a lot more is that content is pushing over to, I guess, newer medium is podcasting, even though it's not that new or let's say drop in, drop out audio. If you don't know, it's like, it's like Spotify green rooms, it's clubhouse. That's the name I was trying to think of. Do you see that more happening as it's more content focused on that as opposed to like traditional marketing content or marketing strategies? Yeah, I think uh, as the industries, and I say industries plural, cause you know, you've got different industries have transformed digital. Marketing has also needed to transform digitally because different stakeholders, different 
users consume information differently. Long form content, not so much anymore. So they, they want to listen to it. They want to pause it. They want to rewind it. They want to interact with it. They want to do it on their own time. They're not going to want to do it nine to five, Monday through Friday. So like podcasts, you know, on-demand webcasts, animation, infographics, short form videos, TED Talk style media much more so our attention spans are not what they used to be so having options that are i'll say more at the fingertips but i say fingertips because of smart devices of the target consumer is definitely the way to go these days again where they are and where are they they're on their devices Mm -hmm. are we going to see like a bigger push into like more audio space because the audio space has become weirdly popular over the past two years are we gonna see more push into brands or businesses getting into more like clubhouse and maybe even a little bit more getting into podcasting since podcasting has been i guess a little impervious to the pandemic um, not completely but a little bit podcasting i would say yeah i've definitely seen an uptick in podcasting podcasting when you have thought leaders discussing a subject news you have people who are just sharing their experiences. What's it like in the day of, in the life of, I do this for a living. Let me tell you what I've learned. I think it's short or long way of saying yes. I see, I mean, I listen easily 10 podcasts a week. And if you kind of look at the different generational curve too, I think the, the, the uptick in media, the uptick in audio, definitely. But it's interesting, the short form videos too, short form videos, videos without sound, but with closed captioning, right? People, a lot of people consume video without sound. So you need to make sure that you have your narration and your closed captioning. That also is seeing tons and tons of uptick for sure. And for those that may not know, sh- short form usually means like TikTok videos or something like that. I would say less than three minutes, not necessarily TikTok. I would say less than three minutes. So if you're talking like, because I'm in the B2B space, thought leadership videos, you can't go into a 15, 20 minute video anymore. You really just got to top line it. Remember the newspaper adage above the fold? So think of that in terms of the video. Got to keep it short and brief, three to five. What do I need to learn? Why is this important to me? What's in it for me? Back to the WIIFM. Gotcha. And... What has changed for product launches since the pandemic, since everything went digital, basically? Has there been major shifts into what marketers rethink on how to launch their products, either regionally or globally? Yeah, that's a good question. It's really all about agile, not just digital, but it's about being agile. With the fast pace of demand, we as marketers have to be creative with our rollouts. We have to think about the platforms that we're using social, different social, use each social platform correctly. Don't use them all the same. (laughs) Video, uh, web, uh, content needs to be more authentic, more authoritative, less produced, if you know what I'm saying. But on top of that, marketers have to be comfortable with technology. So you have marketing technology solutions, behavioral trend analysis tools, automation, all this stuff allows us to put like the right info in front of the right person at the right time, in the right channel, in the right device. And so marketers have had to step up their 
IT game in the last 10 years, but even more so, I think, in the last two years. What do marketers and PR pros need to think? Do they need to think more digitally when we're talking about product launches? Do they need to think more about how to create a virtual product launch good or okay? Or, I mean, because I've seen some product launches, let's say through gaming or something like that. And I've been kind of bored and be like, I, I don't care. Like I'll just do something else and put it in my background and maybe I'll be w- tuning in or I'll skip through what I want because I don't really care about anything else. I want that one specific spot and I don't care. Should we, should PR pros and marketers be thinking about all that stuff when we're talking about more virtual product launches? Cause I'm pretty sure there's still more on the horizon. Mm-hmm. I think what PR and marketing professionals need to consider is where their audience is so therefore the channel and when you're talking about the channel you also have to think about the media that's appropriate for that channel they have to they got to think about technology creative solutions like you know i have seen like how the gaming networks create events now to debut new things i think that's pretty innovative and, and cool because it used to be Everything was offline and now everything is online. So you have to differentiate yourself from, as I watch products myself as a consumer get introduced, you know, the way they produce the, the, the videos and make you want to kind of click around and learn more. That's what I'm talking about. You really got to get comfortable with IT and tech um, to do this because the world of uh, a quick how-to video is not enough anymore right? Uh, and the commercial is not enough anymore. You have to create experiences and the experiences have to be appropriate to your channel. They can't be one size fits all. The ones that I can say that I have been the most impressed with as a user have been the ones that actually allow for audience interactivity. So there's a, a, there's a bit of that production side, but there's also a, an ability to ask questions, right? chat rooms, et cetera. So, or I think just speaking as a consumer, I find that a product launch that allows you to ask those questions, again, creating a sales floor where there is no salesperson in front of you are super easy in making the transition from showrooming to webrooming, right? You're right. I mean, it has to be a sales floor without the salesman. People need to convince themselves, I guess the best way of saying it. I guess like they have questions and you know, when you used to go into a store, you would ask questions. You would, so how do you quote unquote, try it on? You have to ask questions, right? You have to understand what the fabric is like. We are humans. We still have a tactile way about us. So yeah, I mean, again, just speaking as a consumer, to me, those are the most useful (laughs) Gotcha. And if, I mean, in your professional opinion, what do you think is keeping a lot of businesses from truly transitioning to a more digital marketing focus initiatives? I think organizations need to be, we talked about agility earlier. They need to be comfortable with change. They need to be able to adapt quickly. They need to learn and they need to be comfortable with trying new things. And if they fail, fail fast, learn and move on, evolve. I think that is the game changer. And if you can do that, you will be successful. And what skills do you think PR pros and marketing pros need to sharpen after the pandemic? I know there's 
pre-pandemic. Now we're going to do after pandemic. I think marketers need to be more comfortable with technology. They need to live in a world of continuous learning. So much is changing so quickly. A good grasp of marketing technology ecosystem, which is also evolving quickly. They can't be afraid to fail because when you fail, you learn. You don't actually fail. They can't be afraid of asking questions because that's the thing. We don't all know everything. You need to surround yourself with a team of people and everybody brings something to the conversation. Don't be afraid to ask a question. It's the only way we're going to be able to scale, evolve as comms or marketing professionals because what we do is a little bit of art and a little bit of science. So we have to remember that it's not all art. There's science to what we do. Uh, yeah, I agree. Even with PR, there is some science, even though it's a BA degree, there's still science involved with your BA degree. <laughs> there's a lot of KPIs. There's a lot of measurement. There's a lot of tools to help you, you know, measure if you're reaching the right audience, if you've got the right share of voice. That's what I mean. You have tools available to you now that maybe 10, 15 years ago you didn't. And we need to be comfortable using those tools and evolving. Gotcha. And then fun question for you. If you could do a digital marketing transformation on yourself, how would you go about it? I'm a team-oriented person, so collaboration is key. So I think ideas, great ideas come from a lot of places. They don't just come from one person. So working collaboratively is key. Maybe go back 20-some years and tell my younger self that. Uh, keep a journal because the journal allows you to understand what you've learned. It also allows you to celebrate when you have wins because I think we all need to do that. Take time, smell the roses, celebrate. Remember that it takes a team. Celebrate as a team. We're all moving so fast, we forget to celebrate sometimes. And celebration is motivational. Ah, don't forget to be mindful of the moment because you need to recharge because if you're always going, 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 you're, your brain doesn't have a chance, right? We are not endless circuitry. We do need to be mindful. So in an answer to how do I digitally transform myself, occasionally step away from the gadget <laughs> and be mindful <laughs> because you'll be the most creative if you do. So basically like find your own little mini retreat, either go to the mountains where you can't actually use your devices or someplace where it's just like, that's actually, yeah, it's hard, but it, it, but it's helpful. Put it away. It's put it away. Yeah. We have a rule in our house. Devices don't go into the bedroom. Nobody needs to be woken up by a buzz or a blue light. You need solitude from that stuff and try to be present in the moment. Sometimes to be present, you got to put the device aside. That's true. That's probably why I leave my phone on silent all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I get it when I want to get it. Yeah. Anyways, any final thoughts for listeners? Huh, yeah, I think kind of on the motif that we were just talking about, as the world gets faster and accelerates and digitizes, we need to not be afraid of stopping and smelling the roses, right? We need to be mindful. We need to be respectful. We need to keep learning. We need to keep sharing with each other, sharing our learnings, and we need to collaborate. It's the greater right it's not the one it's the many that will be my final thought all right thanks julie for joining pr 360 and uh sharing your knowledge on everything that you know about pr and marketing thanks brett i really had a nice time 
And thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings. Let us know how we're doing. And join me next week as I talk to another great host in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe and sharpen those tech skills and see you next week. Later.